Welcome back to this week's episode of Humans of Education. I am your host, Nick, and this week we have the privilege and honor to have Miss Pav Wander on the show. She brings so much positivity to the show. We talk about her journey in education, her journey into Muay Thai, her role as a mother, toxic productivity, and what it means to her to be a lifelong learner. I know you're going to love this episode. As always, the Human of Education podcast is brought to you by our Teacher Fit Schools. If you, your principal, your district is interested in learning more about how to become a partner school through our wellness programs, check out the links in the show notes. Be sure to give Pav a follow. She's putting out so much good content into the world of education. Enjoy the show. Let us know what you think. Welcome back to the Humans of Education podcast. This is a very special week, a very special episode. We've got, and I'm going to go on record saying it, my favorite Canadian podcaster, Mrs. Pav Wonder. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, I guess I, I guess I must be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is some stiff competition out there, but you know, don't tell anyone else. We'll just keep this to ourselves. I don't know if anyone else listens to this, but you're definitely the Well, favorite. I'm definitely not going to tell Che. So. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not be interviewing him later in the week. Who knows? But we won't tell him anyways. No, so thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been an honor to watch and support you as you've kind of come into this a podcaster, a radio host, doing all of this extra stuff. Um, it's just been fun to watch. Before we get into all of that, give us, for the people who don't know you, my three listeners who don't know who you are already, give us a background of who you are outside of education. So don't go okay. into education, just kind of who you are as a human. Who I am as a human. All right. Okay. So um, my name is Pav. I am a mom of two boys and uh, I grew up, I was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And um, oh my gosh, you, you said not to go into education, but I feel like that's, <laughs> that's I'm it, starting right? to sweat now because that's like 99% of who I am. So um, I am a podcaster and a radio host, which stems from education, education. but I won't say that. Uh, myself and Che Cheney, we host a radio show on Sunday nights on Voice Ed Radio, where we infuse music and educational conversation. And uh, that's a lot of fun, a great way to end the weekend. Um, I am a podcast host of the Staff Room Podcast, also with Che Cheney. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing that as well. So what else uh, can I say about me? I love um, my, my degree is in kinesiology and health science. And so, um, fitness and athletics have always been a big part of my life, especially from that time on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's always played an important role. And I know that when we first connected on Twitter, um, a year and a half ago, we, we saw what you were doing with teacher fit. And, and, and I have to say that you were one of our first three enlightenment minutes guests on uh, the staff room podcast yep. a year and a half ago. So oh, it's crazy. crazy. 
that we've now come full circle and I'm so excited to be here talking with you today. Yeah, that's awesome. And again, it was an honor to be on the show way back when. I think the first episode, I have it here in my notes, September 2nd, 2019 was the first episode. It, it seems, I mean, obviously so much has happened since then, but it seems like it's just gone by crazy, crazy fast. And the evolution of the show and watching you guys grow has been amazing. Um, so because sport is such a, and health and wellness is so important to you to give a little more in depth of to who you are as a person outside of education, what is your favorite sport and your favorite fitness or wellness activity? Okay. So my favorite sport now I love tennis and yeah. I always say tennis, um, because I love to play it as well as, as watch it. Um, and when I was in, so I, I don't have a very big sports background from when I was a kid, I was never in organized sport. Okay. Um, okay. and it was never really a thing for me growing up. And, um, and so when I, when I started university is when I started to explore different sports and, uh, and I, and I quickly realized, um, that team sports were not my thing. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Some people are just very intuitively good at team sports. And I put my counterpart, Che Cheney, in that category. He is a phenomenal team player and he just intuitively gets it how to, you know, how to exist as a um, cohesive unit. And and I'm as I'm working on that, but in terms of practice. team sports, it takes practice. <laughs> Um, I was uh, I was never very great at it, but I did find that I really excelled um, at 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 tennis, at racket sports, at racquetball, squash, and and I and I did really well in those, and I and I really enjoyed playing, and then started watching, and that one fed off of the other. Um, so if we're talking about sports, I got to say tennis is one of my favorites to play and watch, um, and. As of recently, I've been exploring more mixed martial arts. And uh, yes. so, yeah, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, I started Muay Thai after after I put my kids in, ju in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, and I used to go and watch them uh, all the time. And there was a Muay Thai class that would happen in the same academy at the same time. And so I'd spend less time watching my own kids and more time watching the Muay Thai <laughs> class going, what's going on over there? What I want to be a doing? part of that. Yeah, what are they doing? So I, I hesitantly, reluctantly joined. Uh, never have done anything like that in my life and just completely fell in love with every aspect of it. So that's, uh, you know, in my late 30s, um, I'm now beginning a new uh, chapter in my fitness journey, in my sport journey. And I will right. say sport right. journey because I would love to be a, in a 40 and up competitive situation awesome. here. Uh, that would be so cool. So loving yeah. the Muay Thai. And I'm actually hoping to start Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well. I love the underlying message there. And tell me if this relates or resonates is that starting being kind of scared or nervous to start that journey. But then even though, you know, we're probably around the same age in our upper thirties, 
you you still are willing to like take that step and and learn something new. And this is something I've talked to people about a lot is that a lot of people get really bored and their life just like slows down and they can't say, they can't tell you the last time they did something new. And I think that's why being a kid is so exciting is that you're constantly doing something for the first time. And I can only imagine, I want you to tell me about it. The first time you stepped into a class and they're like, Hey, I want you to kick someone or hit someone, or you're going to get hit. Like, tell me about that feeling. And like, does that overall thought process resonate with you? Um, I have to say, Nick, that I'm still frightened every time I, I get on those mats because I, I have no idea. Everything is still new to me. Every, right. every time I, and I get into a class, even now with Zoom classes, um, it's it's everything is new. You're learning a new concept every single time. Um, comfort, I have become a little bit more comfortable with it. Uh, but yes, getting onto the mats for the very first time, it was it was frightening. Um, but I, I have found over time that I thrive in those, uh, new challenge situations as much as they frighten me, as, as much as they scare me as nervous as I am. And I was so nervous. Um, but I just, I just feel like this is something that I need to do, um, because the, the drive and that energy, the adrenaline that, that comes with the fear, you know, I always imagine myself at the very top of the roller coaster when you can, when you can see down, but it hasn't started (laughs) to go down yet. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like, all right, we're about to embark on something big and, and probably a lot of fun, but it's scary. So, um, I really, I really loved the, the experience of it. Um, and looking back, yes, it was very scary, but I'm so glad that I jumped in and did it. Yeah, I think that that fear is what leads to the excitement and the accomplishment and all those other emotions that come with it. But it's oftentimes the fear can be debilitating, right? How many times have we like, oh, that's really scary. And I'm not going to venture out and try to do that. And I think it resonates with me with doing a podcast or trying something new in the business or, you know, creating something new, like it's super scary and it may fail. I, I, I may fall. I may get hurt through this. But taking that step, I think that's the example that you're setting through this, you know, it's, it's your personal journey, but I think people watching that and seeing it. And when we see you enter that 40 and above league and kick everyone's butt, like that's going to be awesome to watch. And I think if more people would do that in the classroom and their personal lives, we'd all be a lot, a lot happier. I love, love, love that. Um, can you fight and beat your kids? Who's, who's the better fighter right now? So, okay. So my kids are definitely better than me right now because I haven't actually started grappling yet. So, um, it's, it's as soon as I said to everybody, okay, I'm in it, I'm going to start jujitsu as well. Um, everything shut down and we're back into virtual learning. And so I thought, you know, for my first full class, I don't actually want to be doing it through zoom, especially because I don't have a grappling dummy at home. My kids don't want to, to grapple with me. <laughs> and so uh, they finish their class and they're like, mom, we don't want to do this for another hour. So, okay. okay. Um, so, so for the time being, I'm just going to stick to the Muay Thai. Um, they could still kick my butt for sure. Um, but that's not going to last very long. Yeah. I love that. I can't, I can't wait till you start the classes. I, I definitely, we have to come back and give a humans of education update Pavs, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, updates. This is going to be great. So that, that I'm actually even more nervous about because um, 
I've never done anything like that. Like at yeah. least Muay Thai, you, I've done some, some aerobics classes that are, you know, where you're practicing those moves. So you have a little bit of a basic idea, right. but the jiu-jitsu, I just, from what I've watched from my kids and what I've watched on YouTube. Yeah, it's so nuts. that's, uh, it's kind of scary, but you know, I'm going to mix those martial arts and then you'll see me in that octagon one day. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see the, the female UFC. They better watch out. <laughs> now that we have kind of an idea of your personality and, and who you are as that human, give us your background and education real quick. Sure. So um, I've been teaching now for 15 years and uh, I'm a middle school teacher. So I've taught predominantly grades six, seven, and eight throughout my entire career. And, uh, and I teach currently in the same area where I was born and raised. So I, I went to, went to school in this area and then I, I kind of left the area for a little while and then just fate brought me back um, to this to this neighborhood, to this area. And my very first teaching job was actually in the same middle school that I attended. Oh, wow. So there were, there were still some teachers there that were my teachers. So that was really strange to be in the environment now where I was, I was teaching alongside my teachers. And so, um, it was, it was very strange, but it was such a, a great full circle moment where, mm. you know, I could actually talk to my teachers as my colleagues now and see them as, uh, as peers. And, uh, so that was really cool, really great. Um, but it's been 15 years now and I'm so grateful that I, I am in this area because I connect with the people of this community, the students on, on a completely different level. And I feel so connected to them. Um, so I'm, I'm, every day i'm counting my blessings that i am teaching here in a place where my students understand me a little bit more and i understand them and sort of where they come from um, right. as well so um i love it i love teaching uh currently i am teaching grade six and seven a grade six seven split class and uh and for the last couple of years my focus has been more on the science and math side of things and so that's been really cool uh exploring some robotics, some coding, some engineering, um, especially with the girls. Um, I think it's really cool that they see me as more math and sciencey, and you know, Miss Wander's always leading the robotic stuff uh, and engineering stuff. So, yep. a lot more of the girls come out for that kind of thing. Um, so, I'm really, I'm really excited about that and where that takes us uh, in the future. Yeah, I love that. And being, you know, our big thing is impact by example. And I think that's a great example of that is that you being a strong, super smart female and being in those fields, setting that example for more young women to follow in your footsteps, to do amazing things. And I just, I love that. It's so important to facilitate our growth as humans and, you know, everything else. So that's amazing. Talk to me about you know, obviously you're already teaching. And like we said, the first episode of the podcast with your crazy co-host was September 2nd of 2019. And now I think you're on episode 71. You've done radio shows and tons of other podcasts for other on other people's show. Like I am grateful to have you now. Tell me, you know, teachers are already busy. What is it that drove you like to take uh, another step, just like you're doing with martial arts, out of your comfort zone, perhaps, and even do more to give back to the education world. What is it about you or what deep down made you take that step? 
Um, I have to say, when Che and I started um, podcasting, we thought we were going to be the first educational podcast <laughs> that ever was. So we were like, oh, there's probably not very many of them out there. <laughs> and so um, it, it sort of came about from work that we were doing with our students, right? So when when our podcast started that year, I didn't have a class of my own. I was a rotary uh, science and a science teacher. And uh, so, and Che had a grade eight class and um, a, a friend of mine who had a podcast, a real estate podcast, who he and I went to school together in this neighborhood, um, he reached out to me and said, you know, I've got this, I've got all of this that I've got going on and I want to give back to the community. What do you think, uh, what ideas do you have? And I said, well, I would love, I, I don't really care about your real estate stuff. I love this idea <laughs> that you have a podcast. Yeah. And that is something that, that our students probably have never seen before or know how that works or even what a podcast is. And so um, he came in with his full team, production team, his graphic designer, his copywriter and all of this. They came in and they did like a workshop with Chase students um, and uh, they awesome. taught them the whole inner workings of creating a podcast and uh, and then invited them to his studio to record their own. And so when when they brought them in, they actually interviewed Che and myself before like a, a little 10 minute preamble. It was supposed to be a 10 minute preamble to the show that they were going to publish with the students. And uh, it ended up being a 45 minute conversation between all of us. And because, well, first of all, Che and I can't stop talking. And uh, and it was just so That's a good skill set for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, it was just so rich and we were reflecting and this was something we had never done before, like reflect into a microphone. Um, it was it was a really cool thing. And so we thought, why why not do this just for ourselves? Yep. We talk about education. We talk about things that are happening in our classrooms every single day. And we called them the hallway conversations. Every teacher has them. And um, and so we thought, OK, let's let's just record. And so we had some fun ideas, you know, including this three enlightened minutes and um, you know, ways that we can connect with other people, uh, just to not solely make it about us. And and that's really where it came from. And it was really not anything to do with putting anything out into the public realm. It was more about our own reflective process and learning along the way. And um, and in that process, we learned that this is this is really cool. Like it's not only is it beneficial to us, but um, our teaching practice is getting better yep. um, because we're learning so much along the way. We've connected with so many teachers from around the world. Um, and and we're, we're able to contribute something back. And and not only that, we're, we're now finding that our voice as teachers, which sometimes becomes a little bit um, uh, muted, in in the world of education um we now had a a outlet for it and so this platform has really been able to um, show what we are able to do but also help other teachers to do the same and say right. you know you do have great stories to tell you do have important things to say and and you should say them so that's really become um our mission and our vision as teacher podcasters uh, to to not just share our own voices, but to help amplify other people's voices as well. Yeah, I, that again is another powerful example of 
taking that step to do something different and then the growth that comes with that you know i'm sure there's been ups and downs and like just so many things over the past 18 months ish since you've started can you pinpoint like a big like growth step or lesson learned just from you know maybe it's working with che or you know putting out something consistent i know a lot of people struggle with that you know what's what's one big takeaway from this journey that you have Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you mentioned Che. I do want to touch on that a little bit as well. Um, I've I've never had a working relationship with someone where where you could bounce ideas off of so well, you know. And and that that has been a journey in itself because it's not always been roses, right? right so right. there there have been some times when the hurricane has been very hurricaney and. <laughs> And, and I myself have been very hurricaney as well. So sometimes it, it, it teaches you a lesson in partnership. It teaches you a lesson in teamwork. And uh, that has been very a very important learning experience, learning curve. Um, I would say consistency is another one. And the reason why we're so consistent is because we're, we're actually scared that people will forget about us if we don't put out an episode every week. So it's like, we, we have to keep reminding people that we exist. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's actually a fear that we have that, uh, we have to be consistent because, because if we're not, then, then, you know, we're easily forgotten in a world of very short attention spans. So, um, there's that. And then I would say, I would say for myself, our biggest moment of growth was getting the radio show on voice ed radio. That has been one. And, and it's not even, um, having our own show on there, but being introduced to a platform like voice ed radio, where we have connected to so many other podcasters and live broadcast hosts, um, and we continue to learn from that platform every day. And then just having someone come to us and say, I, I like what you have. Let me give you something that might be a little bit different for you to explore that maybe not a lot of people are doing and, yeah. um, and see what you can do with that. And we took this little 30 minute radio show that we were doing on Friday mornings and we were so scared to be broadcasting live. Like that's a different beast yeah, when you're live. Sure. Um, and then using, having the music, playing music at the same time and learning how to work a soundboard while you are on the air at the same time. I mean, the learning curve was so great that I, I was just like lost in, in space for the first little while that we were doing this. And then looking back at that, we're now going to be celebrating one year on voice ed radio, um, on Valentine's day. So it was, it's, it's been such a huge journey. And now, you know, we don't even take notes before we, we broadcast just live. A natural just, now. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> incredible how much growth has happened in one year. So when you look back at one year or one year and a half, and you look at how much you have changed in that amount of time, you think to yourself, well, I could do so much in the next year and a half as well. I could be a completely different person in a year and a half. And it's such a short period of time. So it really reminds us that change is, uh, is an amazing thing. And if we can embrace it, it really can take us down some incredible roads uh, for stories to tell. Uh, you know, when, when we're, when we're old and gray and, yep. and amazing tales to take with us. So, so yeah, I'm so grateful. 
to the whole thing. Yeah, that's something I've talked about for a long time. It, it, when you hit me with that last, you know, stories to tell is my my nursing home legacy or my retirement home legacy. Like I want to be the person that's in that home. Hopefully I don't have to go to home, but who knows? Um, and I'm the one sitting there telling these wild stories of like, I did this and I did that and just like entertaining people. And the second part is, I think if, if you're willing to take that step, and the bigger thing is like, you're under no obligation to be the person that you were yesterday, to be just going to your job or just going to your classroom. And then that's it. When it's over, you're done and you just go home. You're, you're under no obligation to do that. And you're a prime example of if you're willing to do something different, if you're willing to even take that and then learn something new, like you're just, you're opening yourself up for so much growth and like, every story you're telling is just the same recurring theme. And that's, I love it. I'm writing down notes, like lifelong learner. Like this is, this is going to be the title of the podcast. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that to finish kind of the podcast talk. Um, where, where do you see the podcast going in a year? So it's been 18 months. It's been a year for the radio show 12 months from now, where do you want it to be? Uh, I wish I could tell you that, Nick. I'm, we have so many we have so many ideas in our head of things that we want to try and things that we want to do. Um, we've been exploring a little bit more with developing some, you know, PD or something that that it's it's easily accessible because it's coming from just two teachers. You know, right. like I mean, bottom line, we still have the same conversations that with the people that we work with. Um, it's, it's still just, we're, we're still just learning along the way. I mean, we don't, as, as we often say, we're not gatekeepers of anything, right? We don't, we don't own this content. We don't create, like, this is all just, we're learning as we go as teachers. Um, and, and quite often we find that we learn best from our peers rather than that top down sort of way of learning. So, um, we'd love to be able to put out a little bit more professional development or, you know, create some fun, uh, easily accessible PD for teachers. Um, you know, we're, we're exploring more of the live stream side of things. So we don't know where that's going to go. We really love our time on voice ed radio and broadcasting live. So who knows, maybe somebody wants to put us on television that could happen in the future. <laughs> So uh, if anyone listens, we're, we're <laughs> available. Uh, no, I mean, if anyone is listening, not if anyone, <laughs> of course, there's people listening. But um, it's, it's just there, there's so much that we could potentially do uh, with this. And so we're excited about where it could take us. Um, and so there, there are no real like direct goals, but there are things that we want to try. I mean, right. I, I, we just learned how to create create a website, you know, and so that's something that we're, we're doing that's new. So it's, it's really just all the doors are currently open. We're going to try walking in and out of all of them and see oh, yeah. what's on the other side. Yeah. I think you guys are kind of in the same mindset that I have a lot with teacher fit and student fit and this podcast and the teacher fit podcast is just like, Hey, I want to continue to impact people. I want to continue to put out cool things and cool, you know, programs that will influence people. And if like, it goes this way, great. If it goes that way, great. There's like no sense of like success this way or failure that way. It's like, Hey, what's going to work. I'm going to try them all. Some, I will absolutely fall on my face and they won't work. And some hopefully will work and yeah. that'll be awesome too. So that's great. Um, so switching gears a little bit, you guys recently had a show 
that discussed toxic positivity and its connection to toxic productivity. And I think that these are important and you guys hit on so many different topics and you defined it on the episode. So I wanted to include that just a small piece today. So can you give me that kind of working definition that you guys created and then the connection between, and you can split these up and we'll discuss amongst, but toxic positivity and productivity. Yeah. So toxic positivity was a term that we started hearing or seeing more on Twitter, on social yep. media when we first sort of hit the scene. And, and it was, uh, you know, in the beginning it was kind of like, well, we don't really understand what it is. Is it like when you're too happy, like it's not a good thing or, right. and so we, we sort of, we're kind of listening and watching and sort of just seeing how people are using the term. Um, and, and it started coming up a lot more within education and a lot of people using this to to describe uh, sort of the work that teachers are doing and always making it seem like it's super positive and it's right. not always super positive. Um, so it, this took a long time for Che and myself to sort of wrap our heads around and say, is it is it possible for you to be uh, toxically positive? And if so, is it also possible to be toxic in other areas of life? And and what we sort of discovered was that toxicity is really it's prevalent every in every aspect of our lives, right? It's it's in, it's in it, indulging in too much can make things toxic. Right. And, right. uh, and so it, the conversation started with positivity and po and that toxic positivity, it exists in, in all kinds of areas of life. It started becoming more prevalent with social media where people are mostly always, everyone's posting things that are just positive, they're making all, it seem all of life is amazing. <laughs> well, yes, all of life is amazing. Nobody experiences anything that's right. not amazing um, based on on posts. And so we we started to to grapple with that a little bit, but then also start to differentiate it for from what we were seeing within education. And I think that what we we kind of came to the conclusion with for ourselves, at least, was that what a lot of people were calling toxic positivity was actually something that we deemed as toxic productivity, mm -hmm. where, you know, teachers are taking on or, or anyone really working within education, and this can translate to other occupations as well. You're taking on so much more than what your job description is and, and putting it back out there on social media as look at all that I'm doing. Um, and then making other educators feel like they should also be doing the same amount of work or going outside of what their job description, what they deem to be their job description as, and, and only will you reach that certain level of educator if you're doing the same. Right. And we found that to be a little bit on the toxic side. That, that is what we called toxic productivity. Yep. Um, and so we, we found that the, those two terms were being conflated a little bit. And, and that's where that conversation came from. So we talked about, you know, what those two things are. And then, you know, how do we tackle that? Um, che and I never really come to any sort of conclusions of this is how it's going to be. And so this is what we should do. Right. Um, we always come to, well, this is what we'll try. 
because this is the conclusion that we've come to for ourselves. And so what we hope for from listeners is the same sort of conclusions. And that definitely was probably our most talked about episode. I mean, the amount of conversation that came about from that conversation, from that, from that um, episode on social media was, was huge. Um, Because I think that it was a term that people hadn't really considered that toxic productivity versus the, versus the positivity. So that was a really interesting one. Yeah. I like that you guys dove into it and went so deep with like research and understanding, you know, what the words actually meant. I just, it just showed the, you know, depth that you were willing to go to kind of build your understanding before making assumptions or taking action and then help hoping to educate others on that topic. And I think my big takeaway from listening to episodes like, Hey, everyone's on their own journey. Like you don't need to pressure someone based on what you're doing and you don't need to feel that you you're expected to do what someone else is doing either. And, you know, I do see as we, we run in similar circles on social media, like it's always flowers and rainbows and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's just, that's that own person's experience. And if that's how they are conducting themselves, and I think there is just like you guys pointed out in the episode, power in a positive mindset that, you know, you can also embrace hard times as that's what you're going through and use that to learn and grow and those types of things. But I love that episode. So I just wanted to bring it up. Um, Getting into the final few questions that I ask everyone at the end of the show. And I don't know if you've listened to the show, but you, if you haven't, they're going to be a little more fun. The, The first one is what subject is not currently taught in education that every student should have? <laughs> That's a Pause tough question. Pause for effect. <laughs> Pause for effect. What is one subject that should be taught? Um, I think there should be more of a focus on, on teamwork. I think that this is something that although it comes about in within character ed, and that's usually something that's covered, it's not really taught explicitly. Like how can we work better together? Because even in, in small partnerships, um, we're not often taught how to, how to listen and speak to one another. Um, and, and I'm talking about like, not, not just how do we present to people or, you know, how do we actively listen to a presentation? I'm talking about how do you interact with another individual and, and learn from them and, and hear their perspectives and really question who they are as a person so that you learn more about them and perhaps gain from their perspective. I think that that's something that of course comes with experience over time, but I think that we could all benefit from, from having those experiences a little bit earlier on in our lives. I know speaking from my own uh, point of view, I definitely would have been a better person in my early twenties. If I was a better listener, if I was a better communicator, um, so I think that that communications, maybe it's, maybe it should be communications more than, uh, more than teamwork, but, uh, that, that act of communicating with one another, I think is, is missing, um, on a more personal level. I think we do a good job of teaching our students how to speak to audiences, um, but not how to speak to one another. Right. So I think that, uh, that's something we could do a better job of teaching. Yeah. 
in a previous episode, we had a similar topic and I think we were, we've, we've concluded on like interpersonal relationships. Like how do I relate to you and listen and have empathy and hold space for you? And then also be able to receive the same, like in working in a team or a, like a romantic relationship, a family relationship, whatever it may be, definitely something that we're lacking. And the creation of these magical things here make it that much harder, but how do we also include that? Um, the next question that spurred from that, and this is not one of the three questions, character ed, is that a course that is taught? No. So it's, so in Toronto, at least there's no character ed course. Okay. Um, but there is, um, there are character traits that are highlighted every month. Okay. So like okay. respect is the, the theme of the month for, for September. And then you work through, uh, integrity and all kinds of, uh, different character traits. And so, um, there's often a little bit more focus put on those, um, depending on what school you're at. Right. Um, so there's, there's more importance put in, in some areas of, of, you know, schools, um, versus other parts of the city, but, but in schools that I've been in, it's always been an important part. So it's a theme that's explored for the month. So it's not necessarily a course that's taken, but a lot of right. teachers take it upon themselves to, to do a little bit more work. Yeah. With yeah. Those. I love that. I think that's so important in my time in the Marine Corps as an instructor, uh, we had ethics courses and we did practical application. And I, you know, even as an adult teaching other seemingly adults, you know, 21 to 20, five-year-olds, you would think that ethics were already ingrained and they understood what they meant and how to execute them on a daily basis. But a lot of discovery comes out of actually learning about character and ethics and decision-making and those types of things. So that was interesting to me. Um, the next one, if you were going to give a TED talk this weekend, Che is not invited. What will the topic of your TED talk be? Jay is not invited. I have nothing to say without Jay. <laughs> um, I, I would have to explore, I would have to take our theme of Amplify and speak on it myself. Um, that has been one of the most powerful themes that we have explored. And one of the most important things that I've learned in this journey is to um, find importance in my voice and to um to not only encourage myself to speak my voice more often but also to encourage the people that are around me especially those that tend to stay quiet i i am a such a shy person mm -hmm. and um you know i always i always have been scared to speak my mind and um this journey this year and a half has been life-changing for me. And, uh, and, and whereas I would, I would be so scared and so nervous to speak to another person about what's going on up here. Um, that has changed so much in this last year and a half and, um, people who have resonated with things that I have said, um, or things that I have done, um, my running journey, for example, over the summer, I, yep. I, set out a goal to to run 10k starting at zero at the beginning of the summer and the amount of people i put out a video every week to sort of um highlight my journey the amount of people that were watching and responding and telling and encouraging me and saying oh i felt the same things as you um was incredible to me and yep. and i just yep. thought to myself that is 
that is crazy that this in my head feels like a nothing, like nobody is going to be interested in this because it's only really meaningful to me, but it reached people. And um, I think that that reach is important and everybody has something that they can reach out to other people with. So um, I would talk about exploring who you are as a person and putting your voice out into the world and sharing it because that's that's how you make connections with uh with the world and with other people and uh and and it results in a lot of your own personal growth yeah i love it that is a beautiful answer and like the connection of humans together that like we're we are not that different and if you're willing to put yourself out there and connect on a different level like you're going to inspire others and grow that community. And it's such a powerful tool. Last question. When your work is done in education, what will that look like? Um, I, I, when I was young, I always thought that I would be a writer and I've never really explored that area. I'm doing more writing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time something happens in in my life something big monumental i write a chapter in my head about it and and it goes back to the nursing home stories um i would love to write to spend my 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 after my retirement years writing stories and and i and i this is something that i started to do when i was younger and then I abandoned it and I, and I never really touched it again, but I would love to write. It doesn't have to be nonfiction. I would love to write fiction. I mm-hmm. would love to write um, an autobiography about nothing. I don't know, who knows? Who knows what'll happen in the next 20, 30 years, but um, I'd love to just write. I'd That's just, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I don't know we, if I'm a good writer, but we'll find out. Uh, just like everything Doesn't else matter. we do, right? There's, a, there's only one way to find out. Like you could be an amazing author, but you never know until you do it. So that's, that's, that's beautiful. Tell me, last piece, where can everyone follow you and support you in all of your amazing work? Thank you. Yes. So Che and I are on Twitter um, all the time, 24 hours a day. We are (laughs) at Staff Podcast is our podcast handle. And if you'd like to follow The Drive, that's our radio show. Uh, We are uh, at The Drive Voice Ed. And um, you can reach me at Pav Wander. That's my direct Twitter handle. So, um, yep, Twitter is the best. We are on Instagram, the Staff Room Podcast. We are on Facebook, Staff Room Podcast. And uh, very soon you can reach us at chanpav.com. Oh, the new website drop. I love it. We will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. Please support them. Listen to the show. Go all the way back to like episode three. You'll hear me on there. I think maybe one, two or three. I'm not sure where I was, but Pav, it has been amazing to finally connect in person as much as in person as we can do these days and learn more about you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Nick. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I'm so thrilled to be here uh, having this great conversation. Thank you. Guys, if you like the show, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Pav and myself. I am at teacherfit underscore wherever you enjoy your social medias. And then we will see you on the next episode. 